to another mini-sode that we like to call Your Spective, where you write us in and we read your stuff. Maybe you're asking us some questions, maybe you're sharing your stories, but either way, we love to hear them. Absolutely. We're always happy to share. Yes. This is where you all uh, finish up your cocktails, maybe pour yourself another one if you're having a little extra fun, and uh, we'll go over, uh, yeah, we'll go over some stuff. Yeah. So if you have any perspectives that you would like us to read on our mini-sodes, you can always email us at provocativeperspective at gmail.com. And please send us anything you have, any fun stories, if you feel at any point that you wanted to interject in anything that we were saying. If you want to correct us, I mean, we're always trying to learn. Like, don't don't feel like we we know we don't know everything. No. We, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> please. If I say that's anything, that's yeah. We don't know anything. We're we're just uh, yeah. We're just, just uh, flying by the seat of our pants. Send you know? it all in. We want to hear it all. We have loved everything we've gotten so far. We've gotten some great questions, some great stories, and uh, we'll just hop into the next ones. Absolutely. So this email says, "Hey guys, after listening to episode two, I thought I'd share some fun spam facts with you guys." <laughs> So originally, Spam was super popular during World War II, where it was super important to have a shelf-stable meat that could be sent to soldiers overseas. Not only would soldiers eat the Spam for nourishment, it was also used to grease their guns, and the scrap metal from the cans was also used. Now in the Philippines, Spam was great for the main reason of it not needing refrigeration or cooking, so it was super handy and cheap, but it was also an imported good, which gave it a level of prestige. It is popularly eaten for breakfast as Spam's log. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) As Spam's log, which is a sweet Spam with fried rice and an egg. Spam is cut into strips and breaded and deep fried into Spam fries. It sounded so much grosser than what it actually is. That just changed, like, once you explain it. Okay, because the name of it is just not enticing. You're not enticing. (laughs) Breaded and deep fried into Spam fries. And in 2004, a fast food chain called Spam Jam was opened. Where they serve things like spam burgers, spam spaghetti, and spam poppers. No! 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 No. I mean, spam, it's not the worst thing. I have had fried spam. It's pretty good, but... I I mean, mean, we're going a little... Spam spaghetti, though. Ew. No, no, no. Oh, no. (laughs) America has had its fair share of spam pride as well. Hawaii holds Spam Jam annually at the end of April. Ooh, it's coming up. We should go. Spam Jam. (laughs) Oregon holds an annual Spam Parade. Spamarama was a festival in Austin, Texas from 1978 to 2007 and just returned in 2019. Now we have another thing to go to. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tune in when we <laughs> when we record Provocative Perspective from Spam Jam. Yeah, oh, my God. Live. Or Spamarama, sorry, in Austin, live Texas. live to you. <laughs> Coming live to you from Spamarama. <laughs> 
Don't even get me started on the list of flavors that spam comes in. The full list is on their website, but I think the worst abomination is the limited edition pumpkin spice spam released in fall of 2019. 2019, why are you trying to bring spam back? It's gone for a reason. (laughs) Please stop trying to make spam work. Pumpkin spice with spam, that's just a, oh my God. Oh God. I don't know how that's legal. I mean, we've gone a little too far. Outlawed. Like, what would you even cook that with? Oh, like, I don't God. understand. I guess you could eat it with sweet potato. Blech. Right, I guess, because you eat cinnamon. What oh. does pumpkin spice spam? T- like, what? Pumpkin spice is it just any like, meat. If it was a ham, no. But Why don't you, you feel do like that? some pumpkin spice is just cinnamon? Yeah, it's more of a... Um, Spice bread, like it's like right. a, it, you don't taste pumpkin. So is it just like cinnamon spam? Oh. <laughs> I mean, both it's are like, gross. It's like spam and cloves. I just think of like a pumpkin spice latte with like spam ice cubes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we just <laughs> cubes of spam and a spam puree. Oh. Anyways, I hope you guys find this interesting. You guys know how much I love you, and I love getting to feel like we're hanging out when I'm miles away. Stay provocative. Your favorite small-time chef, Adrian. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, Adrian. Oh, my God, Adrian. That was a great essay. Like we said, we love learning things, but we especially love learning about canned meat. And just food in general. Really. Yeah, I want to. I want to know everything you know about food. Send it in to provocativeperspective at gmail dot com. Absolutely, the most provocative feasts. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to have an episode where we just like try different spams, and uh, you know, <laughs> you guys know what we think. <laughs> All right, so we got this next one. I believe this was an email. Yes. Okay, so we got this one coming. Or it was a a, a DM, actually. A DM? All right, so this one's coming from Donna. Um, Let's see. It says, hello, I have actually been listening to your podcast. Thank you for listening, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Um, I would like to ask if you can discuss two things. One, getting together with your best friend's husband either before or after they break up or get divorced. From number one, wow. Could you forgive them? Um, And two... Mean, narcissistic, micromanaging bosses. Oh, Ooh, those oh. are two yeah. big ones. Those are some big ones. Oh, my God, yeah. The the first one, that's a tough one. I mean, they're divorced. I mean, I guess it depends how soon after, maybe. Right, and this is either a- before or after. So what does that mean? Like, did if it's before the divorce, were you cheated on? Like, is that what happened? Or, you know, were you separated? Like, mm. we... <sighs> I mean, if... I think if it was after they were... After they broke up or got divorced, I think it would depend on how much time. If you felt like it wasn't very much time. Like, if you only gave it, like, a month even. if depends on how long they were married. Two too. weeks like, later, their Facebook yeah, official. Like, if it's, like, a year later... Or something like that. Yeah. Like, after a marriage, I think that's, like, kind of fair. And I get it. Accidents happen. Things happen. Feelings happen. And I get it. You just got to do what you got to do. But I know what you mean. That that would be very hard to forgive. Um, I would normally say that when you break up with someone, like, that whole girl code, guy code thing, yeah. I think that's something that you say. And, like, when you're 14 and you're, like, 
weird and possessive about people. But when you become an adult, you realize that you can't hold power over somebody that you've realized that you're not compatible with Mm -hmm. and you need to be okay with them moving on even if that means that it's somebody that you know like maybe you were the fate that brought these people together but on the other hand without having the whole story to go off of and not knowing details I can only kind of go into this vaguely but if your friend knows that you like you know you were cheated on or maybe you were cheated on with this friend or if your friend knows that this guy is toxic or, you know, yeah. whatever the case may be, like, your friend's kind of fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah. if you know that this, this person, let's say, was abusive, whether it was physically or mentally, like, if they know that this person cheated on you, whatever, and then they go for them, that says a lot about your friend's interest in men, Yes, and it says a lot because you, If it depends on how close you were to that friend as well because you saw that whole divorce. If you're mm-hmm. really friends with them, like you saw probably almost both sides. If you were close enough to get with the, the ex-spouse, I mean, you, you were close to probably both of them. So you saw what happened to the divorce right? and both their flaws, I'm sure. So, I mean, you've already seen his floor, so, so, I mean... Yeah, but that's another thing, too. Like, how did they get together? Were you all hanging out together yeah. and they started falling for them? Or is it just a coincidence that you guys know each other? It is, you know, a small state. People tend to know each other, whether it's secondhand, thirdhand, fourthhand. Whoever you know knows somebody that you know. So is this a friend who is very close to you? who saw the whole relationship and everything that both of you went through um, and you feel like she's not sympathetic at all, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks. Like, doesn't really sound like a very true friend to me. No. No, and that would be... It would be hard to forgive, I think. I, I think it really depends on the timing, too. Yeah. You know, I, like I said before, I think that's that's a huge part of it. If it's like really soon after their marriage. I mean, that's that's tough. That's your friend. Yeah. That's not really it. Are you already with somebody else? Have you yeah. moved on? Like, have they allowed that time? Or, like, even if they are dating, like, are they making it super public and just, like, rubbing it in your yeah. face? Or are they, you know, trying to be respectful and do it privately? Like, there's, just, there's so many aspects to if this is okay or not, you know? Mm-hmm. But... It really sounds like what I'm gathering from it is that you were close friends, that this friend may have been fooling around with this guy before you guys divorced, Mm. and you're wondering if you should forgive them. I think it's always important to not hold any sort of animosity against other people because it's really only hurting you in the long run to hold that type of anger, but... At the end of the day, I don't think either of these people maybe um, had your best interests in mind. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they're being sensitive to your feelings um, and how they would maybe feel if they were put in your shoes. So that's definitely something that you will need to think about whether you want to keep these people in your life or not. You know, what other things might they not be sensitive about or be there for you for? Mm -hmm. True colors really get Mm -hmm. shown, for sure. Mm -hmm. 
So the second one, it was mean, narcissistic, micromanaging bosses. Mm-hmm. I think we've all had We've all experienced one. one, absolutely. The first salon that I ever worked in, I worked for the worst boss ever. I didn't go straight into a salon after I graduated hair school because I was like, salons are catty, I'm scared, blah, blah, blah. And it was totally like a a confidence issue in myself and not being confident in my own work and not wanting to work on people yet. But when I, we've talked about this, how I met Krista and stuff, but she got me a job at the salon that she was working at. And that boss ended up being a very narcissistic micromanager. You know, it was, it was not a good time. Um, and I got out of there, you know, you, a job, money is not worth your, uh, your self-worth at the end of the day. Oh yeah. And your, your mental being and your, uh, overall mood Mm -hmm. when you have a job you hate like that. Oh my God. It ruins, it ruins your day after you're there. You're, you're ruined. (laughs) You feel fucking terrible waking up, going to work coming home from work. It, work is something that we do 80% of our fucking time as yep. Americans. Like, we live to work. Yeah, pretty much. If you want anything, if you want anything in your free time or want to have nice things or anything, you have to work so hard. Yep. yep. It's crazy. We do. We work most of our life. Yep. This this particular boss that I'm talking about, she made me never want to work in a salon again. She pretty much confirmed what I had thought in my 21-year-old mind. Like, you know, a salon's not a place for me. I'm not a catty person. I'm I'm not the type of person that wants to feel this way every single day. And, you know, luckily I found a salon that I don't feel that way in. But I, I think that... We've said this a million times before, but if you're asking the question, you already know the answer. You're clearly unhappy in your job where you are right now or you wouldn't be asking about it. Mm -hmm. So I think the most important thing to do is to take a step back and think about what you do want to do. What do you want to do with your life? Oh, yeah. And I think if you do, you have a mean, narcissistic, micromanaging boss, I mean... Start putting in your work and your free time trying to find a new job. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a job that's stable enough and, you know, you know you won't lose it, keep it for now. But just keep spray and pray, you know, just apply to anything you think you could get. And Absolutely. that may be better and that may pay more or at least the same. If it's that bad, try to find something that at least pays the same. I mean, I've been in that position numerous times where, like, it's just so stressful, like a really stressful environment and I've, I've had that, all the office experiences I've had, pretty oh, much. God. I just, I've realized that is not for me. Nope. The office space life is just, it is not for me. I'm not a rat race person. I work second shift now, and I don't feel like I'm on a rat race anymore. I, I, it's the same thing. I work eight hours a day, you know, five days a week like everybody else. But I just, I don't feel like I'm on that rat wheel Mm-mm. where you feel like you go to work and you're just, like, so pissed. You hate, you hate everything. You're just, like... You know, stressed out the whole time. You have to be a fake person because you're Uh, in, you know, a corporate setting. So you have to be super, like, squeaky clean. I gotta (laughs) tell you, nothing is more more exhausting than customer service. Thank you. I mean, sometimes you're just... I don't know who that is. So mentally exhausted at the end of the day because, I mean, fuck, you have to just cater to everybody. Mm -hmm. 
And when you have a boss that is, you know, expects this amount of like dedication from you and respect mm-hmm. when they don't return that. Oh yeah. Um, that can be very mentally draining as well. Absolutely. We've all had jobs that we've absolutely fucking hated. And oh, thankfully yeah. we're saying that in the past tense because we're not there anymore. No. Oh my God. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I worked at uh, fucking, uh, it was a warehouse and oh, we yes, would like, I yeah, yeah, yeah. That. We would pick jewelry for all of the really big department stores. So it was just like Target, Kohl's, um, Walmart, whatever. We would pick the jewelry orders. And I swear to you, I went in that bathroom at least once a day and cried. (laughs) I hated Uh it there so much. I was miserable. And it just, it really takes a toll on you. So obviously you're unhappy. And the only thing I can say is get the fuck out of there. Get out of there before it drains you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it can affect other parts of your life. I mean, at one point it affected the relationship I was in Mm -hmm. years ago. It it affected everything honestly mm-hmm. it affected my mental well-being my physical i gained weight like when you're miserable like yeah that. like i realized the desk job is just not for me Ugh. nope but you know what we work so many jobs to realize what we should be doing in life <laughs> and chances are that you've done something that you have an interest in and you should pursue it. Oh, yeah. You know? Or even something you want to try. I mean, it's never too late just to try something. Yeah. If you know you can, you know, financially make the jump and you think you may enjoy it. I mean, life's too short. Yep. You know? The job I'm in, I didn't think I was going to like it. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't hate it. Like, yep. I might do this for a while. It's not impossible for it to happen, but the worst thing that you can do is to wait for something to fall yes. into your lap. Because it really doesn't happen to everybody. You know, if you're sitting there and you're thinking like, well, eventually something will come up. Well, no, it won't. But, you know, again, we're fortunate to live in a digital age where you have the internet at your fingertips. You can, there are so many sites out there to find jobs and stuff. Like, just get out there. Get out there, Donna, because you hate your job. Exactly. And it's killing you. Exactly. Get away from the micromanaging bosses. Go. I definitely had one. I had one once that, um, we actually had to sit next to the manager and we were um, on a, a, like basically a phone bank. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that was some super micromanagement. She wasn't mean and narcissistic, but the micromanagement was the worst I've ever had. Mm-hmm. It's so, so bad. <laughs> Any one of these traits, mean, narcissistic and micromanaging are bad on their own. Yes. But when you have them all together, that sounds like a fucking dragon lady oh, or, or whatever like it's terrible whoever so just just go just exactly. get out of there run fucking exactly. run it doesn't matter if your next job is a is a pay cut or mm-hmm. you know a, an hour cut whatever get out of there and if like just keep looking for something oh, yeah. even better if and, you don't feel you know tied oh, yeah. there and depending on where your desk is located and where your computer is at work and depending on the filters hell you may be even be able to look for a job while you're at work. Hell yeah. I did that many a times yep. at some of my jobs. Some of them went so far as blocking Indeed on the browsers. Whoops. So you couldn't even look at it. I mean, <laughs> it was already that way. Like you couldn't yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. But I had but, some jobs that I was literally looking but for. But how many people job. were doing that that they had to block oh, yeah. from the browser? No, exactly. That's what does that you know tell it's a bad you? Company. What does that tell <laughs> That's how you? You know it's that bad of a Exactly. Company. Yeah, you know they what? have to do that. If your boss is going to be a dick, 
then search for another job on their dime. Oh, that's what I... Get paid to look for another fucking job. That's like... Have you ever heard the saying, boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I always poop on company time. Absolutely. That was me crying Straight in the bathroom. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I always cry on I have my ment- I will not have my mental breakdown for free. No. Nope. Absolutely not. So, Donna, we really hope that we answered your questions. And yes. just to tie them up, you know... Getting together with your best friend's husband either before or after they break up or get divorced, and could you forgive? Forgive, but never forget. Just remember yeah. that these people, yeah, these people did not have your best interest in mind. Um, be happy for them if they really found true happiness, and know that you know maybe you weren't meant to be with this person, and you're happy for them that they found someone they can be happy with. But um, just remember that um, they're probably not somebody that you can count on if you needed something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the other, the mean, narcissistic, micromanaging bosses. Um, I would say with this one, um, the main thing to think of is if it's really damaging your mental health and you're just that miserable, I mean, don't wallow in it and keep your time um, and waste your time there. You should honestly just take the time when you're away from work and try to find a way around, find a way out. Don't mm-hmm. just wallow in it and not do anything about it because nothing's going to come your way if no. you don't. Get the Very fuck out of there, does Donna. That happen. Get out. Get, Get out. away from the toxic. Well, thank Detox. you guys so much. Please, if you have any other questions that you'd love us to answer, any stories that you know tie into anything that we're talking about if you have spam history or any other canned meats please send them in to provocative perspective at gmail.com and we will see you guys next week thank you so much everybody thanks bye, bye.